What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Successes Within Reach podcast, season two, episode 22, Uplifting the Culture, volume one. I'm your host, Shannon Smith, and this evening I am joined by two dynamic guests. I have Mr. Marvin Ricks here with me and Miss Amber Morgan. What's going on? How are you doing this evening? Hello, hello. I'm fine. you guys? All right, doing blessed. Uh, before we get started, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can join in the conversation and submit your questions and comments at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. One more time, you can join in the conversation live and submit your questions and comments at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. This evening, we are talking about uplifting the culture. Uh, things that are affecting our culture, how we can improve one another, how we can uplift and support one another, uh, remove biases and push the culture forward. Uh, life is already hard enough. We have enough obstacles that we deal with on a daily basis. Why add to it? Uh, we're going to have some fun this evening, have an open roundtable. Um, and I want to start out first by letting you all introduce yourselves to the audience and let them know a little bit about yourself, what it is that you do. Uh, ladies first, we'll start with you, Ms. Morgan. Well, thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, so like you said, my name is Amber Morgan. I'm a licensed money coach. Um, in a nutshell, I just help people make more money, save more money and eliminate debt. You know, make sure that I'm active in the community um, to make sure that, you know, I hope with that uh, generational wealth. Nice. Nice. All right, Marvin. All right, I'm Marvin Ricks, and um, I am a business performance analyst uh, for a Fortune 500 company. Uh, basically, a lot of data, a lot of numbers all day long. Also, a uh, former high school football coach for over 14 years, and uh, do podcasts, YouTube, those things as well. That's what's up. And uh, Miss Morgan, where are you joining us from? I am from Maryland. All right, and Marvin, where are you joining us from? From VA. That's what's up. Got the DMV in here this evening. DMV. Yes. <laughs> all right. So I want to open this up uh, and ask you all from President Obama to Madam VP uh, Kamala Harris, how do you feel that things have progressed for us um, in seeing those two um, hold such esteemed positions? How do you feel that it's inspired uh, generations to come? And how do you feel that it's affected those of us that are already, you know, adults and living our lives and in our careers and whatnot? Doesn't matter who starts first. Well, for me, I think it's definitely uh, something that inspired us as a culture. I think as a people, is to see people hold that positions that look like uh, that look like us. I think that definitely is a step up. I think that one thing that we cannot lose focus of, though, is to continue to drive it, to continue to push. Sometimes we can come become complacent when we hold different positions or we get different titles or we finally reach what I would say the, the top of the mountain. Right. 
but we have mm. to continue to push and bring others with us. So I think it's definitely raised the level of um, achievement and raised the level of motivation for the youth. But I do think that there's a different level that they can, we can take it to. I agree. I, I kind of want to piggyback off of that. Um, you know, I remember watching, um, you know, President Obama. I was in college at the time, um, and you know, it was just like, wow. Like I was watching from my dorm room at UMES, so over on the shore. Um, but you know, I was just like, wow. Like this just it, it brought a whole lot of things to light. Um, but you know, like Marvin said, I think that we we lost focus, and then. You know, uh, you know, Harris got in and was like, "Oh yes, you know, um, here we go again. There's a shot again, you know." And, and it brought the focus back, um, not only to us or culture, but as females as well. Um, mm -hmm. But you know, like I said, I think that we need to um, definitely stay focused and be able to continue to, you know, rise to the next level, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with uh, both of you, and I, I also think it was you know and seeing madam vp come in it was huge again for the generations to come um as you know a lot of people that are in our generation we didn't grow up you know seeing people that look like us you know in the white house so it was huge to see president obama come in but then you know in the back of our minds a lot of us was like all right when is this ever going to happen again anytime so you know mm -hmm. uh, because let's keep it a buck we know how the game is played you know uh, so to see is again, it's it was so dope to see, you know, a lot of the little kids like, oh, wow, somebody that looks like me is in the White House, you know. So I, I love how it inspires generations to come to think bigger and dream bigger, like, hey, that could be me one day. Um, because for so many years, we, we never thought about that. You know, you ask kids in school, what do you want to be when you grow up? They give you everything but president or vice president or senator or congressman or congresswoman, you know. So I think what they've been able to achieve has been so dope in pushing the culture forward. Um, hopefully, you know, it will continue. <laughs> uh, again, like I said, we, we know how that game is played. And we also know the part that we play in helping that to, you know, helping that history to repeat itself. Um, but <clears throat> that's a, a whole nother conversation in getting us to do our part. <laughs> Right. Uh, you know, I, I did a whole episode with a, a good friend about, you know, politics and getting people to understand the importance of voting and doing their part on the major level, the local level, state level. Uh, and I, I think it's it's a, a ongoing conversation and a fight that we have to continue fighting um, to continue educating people and stressing the importance of that. Shannon, I want to jump back in real quick. Um, I want to pick it back off something that, that you mentioned, Amber. I think one of the most important things, you know, that we definitely cannot forget is the fact that it's we have a female vice president, right? In today's mm -hmm. age, um, we have to make sure times are different. We have to make sure that we give our women their just due. We have to give them the 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 same rights the same freedom the same liberties that we have afforded men for a long 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 period of time right and it's not just you know you look at it it's very deep it's not that she's just african-american or she looks like us she's an action she's a female and she's next yep. in line so it's not as mm -hmm. if you know she's 15 steps removed she's the next one in yep. line and you know depending upon how things go 
ideally, she would be the first person up that they would try to nominate next for president, right? So, you know, mm-hmm. you would essentially in a span of maybe eight years, nine years, eight or 10 years, you know, you go from having an uh, African-American male president to potentially having a female as a lead candidate to be, you know, uh, the first female president. So I, mm-hmm. I think that's something that we definitely have to make sure that we um, we, we give just due to as well. Definitely. Yes, yes exactly. It, it opens the doors, um, but we have to make sure that the doors stay open. You know what I mean? We're our foot's in the door, but we have to make sure that, you know, we, we actually go through it. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's why I say stay focused because, you know, we have a lot of things that take our attention away. Um, you know, you know, okay, you know, you know, with, with COVID and, and all that stuff and, and other things that, that, that take our attention away, we have to make sure that we do remain focused. Definitely, definitely. Um, before I forget, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you all that this is a celebratory episode. Um, here in the, our Facebook community, we reached a couple of milestones uh, this season. We surpassed our 2,000 followers, our 2,500, 3,000, and 3,500. Like, it's it's been going absolutely crazy this uh season it's been mind-blowing and i appreciate you all so there are going to be a few giveaways on this episode um i have another copy a lot of you all asked that i have any copies left i gave some away earlier this season i do have another copy of the book resilient um how to build how to overcome anything and build a million dollar business with or without capital from best-selling author savitra wilson um, and I do also have a few copies of my latest book as well uh, that I'll be giving away in this episode. And all you have to do is something super, super simple. Just drop in the comments where you're um, listening from. That's all you have to do. Don't have to fill out anything, do anything crazy. Um, I see we had one person that put they were watching from Mississippi. All you got to do is just drop in the comments where you're watching from. And throughout the show, we'll just grab somebody and pick some winners. Have a little fun this evening. All right. Uh, next topic I wanted to hit on, um, since it was brought up a little bit in this last one, uh, was about this pandemic. Uh, how have you all maneuvered through this? I know some people have gone absolutely crazy uh, staying indoors or, you know, for those that have that had, had to go out. Uh, you know, trying to stay safe and trying to stay out of people's, you know, space and deal with the people that are just determined to do what they want to do. Like, how has it affected you and how have you had to pivot throughout, you know, this pandemic? All right. Well, I guess I'll go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I'll go ahead and take the lead. Um, For me, I know I kind of feel like um, when I'm talking to people, especially like, you know, with clients and things of that nature, um, because it has a lot to do with finances when I speak to people um, with this whole pandemic, I feel like it's either a paydemic or it really is a pandemic. You know, it's, 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 it's almost like, oh my gosh, it's really affecting me negatively or wow, this, man, I really made out. Um, mm-hmm. For me um, personally, I, I've, you know, kept it moving. Um, and, and also, it plays a part with, you know, being um, an entrepreneur. You know, you keep moving, find other ways to, to you know, make things happen. Um, online, for me, um, has been my best friend. So mm-hmm. being in the house isn't that <laughs> much of a um, hassle for me. I'm like, 
man, that just, you know, collapsed time frames. I have to travel. I have to, you know, I got a lot more done. I'm like, yes. Um, but I know some people are like, oh my gosh, I can't go anywhere. And I'm like, so I, <laughs> I have no problems. <laughs> so yeah, that's, you know, um, as far as, you know, what I've seen with other people, it, it's, it's interesting. It's either, you know, one of two ways. Um, but for me, it, I definitely, you know, I picked up, kept moving and, you know, I'm definitely, you know, um, it's affected, affected me positively. Well, Amber, I, I, I'll piggyback off of that with you and just say, listen, I could work from home forever. Okay. <laughs> this, this whole, you know, this, this whole notion, um, you know, this is a really tricky and touchy subject for a lot of people, right? Because the United mm -hmm. States should be, you know, we preach pro-choice and everything. We preach mm -hmm. it's your option. It's that, you know, you don't have to do it. It's, it's there. But what's happening right now with the world is we're being forced. We're being forced mm -hmm. to, they're forcing the vaccination on you. So at first mm -hmm. it was your choice, but we're using, I feel like we're using bad leadership and combining that with forcing the vaccination on people to get to a standpoint to where, you know, we want to go. I mean, for IE, you know, example, here in Virginia, you know, along, man, like just a few months ago, it was taught no one's going back in 2021. No one's going to do this. No one's going to do that. And literally mm -hmm. within the span of like two weeks, every company decides we're just going to send everybody back, right? Mm -hmm. But if you look at the statistics and you look at what the rest of the, the world has done, when they had outbreaks or different variants, they shut back down. But mm -hmm. the United States has an entitlement culture to where we believe that we're better than everybody, that we don't have to do what everybody else did to get the results. But we're directly what's happening to us right now is a direct result of that. It's a it's a mindset of, well, I don't need to wear a mask. Right. I, I don't need to do this. I don't need to do that. And it is your choice. But look at where it's putting us at. Right. So. It's, yeah. it's very tricky for me. You know, um, I took the vaccination because, again, we don't know what's in the Tylenol we take. We don't know what's in, the, you know, in the, the, the NyQuil that we use to, to take it back old school or the Robitussin that they used to give us every single day for everything. We don't know what's in the NyQuil, <laughs> right? So at the end of the day, you know, people have to think about it. If they want your DNA and they want all the rest of this stuff, they've already got it. They had it from the day you were born you know, or whatnot. They know your blood type. So I took it for reasons of, you know, I have family members that have, you know, may have gone through cancer or gone through other things. And I just want to do what I could to, to do that. You know, you're, as, as I was had this conversation earlier, your, your, your life is written already in that book. Mm -hmm. that, in that big book, your life is already written, start to stop and everywhere that's in between, right? You have choices that you can make in there, but your your life is, is written. We don't want to mm -hmm. force it, but it's written. So, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those those touchy, touchy, touchy subjects, man, where, you know, people don't want to be forced, but yeah. then you want to open up, right? We all want to go out and have that good cookout, man, where ain't nobody got no mask on, the music is playing, we eating the burnt hot dogs, and I'm talking about the black burnt hot dogs, right? You know, we, we, we eat those kind of things, right? And then you got to think and you look around, well, why is so-and-so not here? They're a little yeah. bit elderly, you know, they're kind of worried about the vaccination, you know, or things like that. I mean, all three of us, when is the last time that you've had all your family together? 
It's probably been over two and a half years. So it's just a tough one. It's it's been it's been crazy uh, to just sit back and watch everything unfold. You know, I uh, I'm the type of person like I, I don't knock anybody for what they choose to do. I feel like you are a capable functioning adult. You have a decision to make. You make your decision. You stand by your truth and deal with the consequences as they come. Um, but it has been interesting to see the dynamic uh like Marvin what you were talking about with people's entitlement um you know and it's like you don't believe in something but then you don't want to follow the rules and then a consequence comes and you blame it on both sides so it's like okay which way are you going <laughs> you know um and it's it's just crazy you know you learn you've learned a lot about people around you uh, throughout this pandemic. You've learned a lot about how your family members think, your colleagues think, your friends think. Uh, you realize uh, just how stubborn some people are, how free-spirited some people are, how OCD some people are. Um, so I, it's 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 almost seemed like one huge social experiment, <laughs> you know, and looking at how our government works, our, our people in our, you know, individual circles work, um, learning you know how businesses work you know as an entrepreneur myself i've looked at how some companies have folded how some have pivoted and business didn't stop whatsoever you know so i've i've taken all kind of notes on the mistakes and the pivots that different people have made i think it's it's been a great learning tool if you've allowed it to be um trying not to to go crazy in, inside your head for some people i i truly get it you know, the staying inside, especially for my extroverts, it's, it's been pure hell. I, I get it. You know, uh, thank God for Zoom for some people um, and for others. I, I just say hang in there uh, because this, this thing is, is mutating and multiplying damn near daily. So I, I really don't know if it ever will be over. Uh, I don't think it'll be anytime soon, though. So. You know, as I've said on previous podcasts, you know, if, if you got to get a therapist, if you got to get a Zoom group that you meet with for happy hour on Fridays, whatever the case may be, like hang in there because the, the way this, this thing is going, who knows when it'll ever be done. Like, I, I think life from here on out is going to continue to be one pivot after another because we, we just don't know that there's, there's so many variables with this thing. Shane and Amber, I have a question, just a follow-up question for both of y'all, right, on that. So if you look at it, the, this virus is, you know, the, the, the SARS virus isn't new. You know, you think about it, the flu virus, we get the flu comes out every year, right? And every year there's a different strand of flu. And guess what? You can still get the flu if you take the flu shot, if it's a different strand, right? There you go. But what people don't realize is that this is that's what this is going to become. It's going to be something that, because it's already, I mean, what are we, six months into it? We've got four different variants already. You know, and, and, mm. and you can imagine, you know, and I'll say six months into being vaccinated, people being vaccinated, I would say, you know, so you think about that. And then Shannon, you said something about business, right? Well, if you really, we know how America works. We all understand it's the almighty dollar and mm -hmm. we're not going to shut down again because right now, you know, there's people don't get it. There's tax credits tied to people being in offices and people being in buildings and businesses getting tax write offs and those type of things. And then on top of that, you, you take a market like the used car market. Used cars are more expensive than new cars. Why? Yeah. Because the people have kept their cars. There's no miles on them because they haven't driven them. 
And now mm -hmm. they're having a problem with that. You got chip shortages, which are raising the price of everything because there's nobody to work. You know, for example, think about it. If I can sit at home and make, you know, 50 uh, or I say, you know, equate it to $20 an hour, why would I go take a job that's going to give me $10 an hour when I know my worth now? So I know I can sit mm -hmm. at home when I'm worth 20. So why would I work for you for 10? And I think mm -hmm. businesses are now getting caught to a level of, we haven't been paying you what you're worth. You mm -hmm. now know that you can do everything you need to do from home. So I don't have to keep a watch on you. You don't have to be here. So it everything is hitting us, like you said, Shannon. It's like a melting pot, right? It's, it's yeah. like that big gumbo. All these factors are being thrown in, and the gumbo is just being stirred. And it's caught mm -hmm. us, really, it caught America with their pants down. We weren't ready. We, we, mm -hmm. we were talking about we were 21st century. But we really weren't 21st century. We we were yeah. behind, and it, it just hit us at a point where it's it's now here. Yeah, I I think in the case of a lot of businesses, um, this pandemic has taught a lot of the quote unquote old guard that they were way behind the curve. Um, the days are gone to where all 2000 employees have to be in the office all day long for you to walk around and see what everybody's doing. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. people are more than capable of getting their job done working at home. Um, it's also taught a lot of people in the um, underappreciated um, demographic that, hey, that dream that I've always had in the back of my mind. I could do it all at this time. You know, the pandemic forced them for some people to take that leap of faith and start that business or start that nonprofit and, and go and chase those dreams. Uh, so I think on, on both as a business for both the entrepreneur and for corporate America, there are a lot of lessons to be learned. Uh, now, the thing is, what do you do now? Some jobs have said, you know what, we can save $25 million and slash all of our office buildings and half only have half of the staff come in and the other half continue working from home. You got some that are still going to have the old school mentality. No, I want everybody in here so I can make sure everybody's working. Well, you're going to tank eventually <laughs> because you have no, no standard to no ground to stand on at this point. You just had a complete workforce sit at home for 18 months. You didn't lose any productivity. You didn't lose any money. Everybody got their job done efficiently, might I add. What, what's your justification for everybody coming back in at this point? Right. I agree. Um, and I love how, you know, um, both of you guys had said that about you know, jobs and stuff, because me being a psych, I graduated my degree in psychology. So all of this to me is like, oh, this is so interesting. You know, just it's like <laughs> unfolding in front of my eyes. I'm like, oh, wow. You know, like, what's going to happen next? It's almost like, you know, like a little um, like a, a TV show. <laughs> I'm like, wow. I'm like, now all of a sudden we have food for everybody. Oh, well, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Oh, now all of a sudden we got we got some money for people. Oh, dang. Mm -hmm. OK, now all of a sudden we can work. We don't have to go to work. Uh -huh. Really? You know, so all of this to me, like you said, what's going to happen next? That's what I'm just like, all right, what, you know, what's going to unfold? What is going to be expected of us? You know, and, and honestly, what's going to be, um, you know, expected of us as a society? 
because you know dang well everybody else all the other countries are looking at us like okay so what are you guys going to do next yeah you know other countries had their you know their 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 um share pandemic and then you know handle it differently and stuff so you know we have you know all these people oh i can't wear a mask and this that and the third you know my my standpoint of it is okay well i feel bad for the doctors and nurses that wear 24 7. Mm-hmm. you know and then you have other countries that have no qualms whatsoever so it's that sense of mm-hmm. time again so for me i'm just you know i'm i'm, I'm very interested to see you know how this is going to play out to be honest that's just i'm curious from a business point um shannon have you heard uh because what what i've been hearing from a lot of my colleagues in the industry is there's that kind of what you said uh you have a lot of headhunters that are now poaching executives poaching people that have been at i mean legit jobs for a long period of time and their main thing that they're offering right now is hey we're gonna pay you number one but number two you permanently work from home. And like you yeah. said, and I think that's going to kill a lot of these big companies. I mean, you know, the, 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 you if you want to name companies in Virginia, you start looking at your top five, six, seven companies in Virginia. I think that's going to hit them very hard because mm-hmm. if you offer me a chance to stay at home all day eh, that's, and, and get paid and potentially have somewhere where you have, you know, growth, balance, you family life, all those other kind of things, that's a tough sell to come back and say, hey, you got to come in one day a week, yeah. three days a week, two days a week. Four. It, that's a tough sell to sell somebody, like you said, after 18 months. And again, yeah. this is a key thing. You cannot, if you didn't give anybody a bad satisfactory note on their reviews in 18 months from working mm-hmm. at home, you have pigeonholed yourself as a company to say they cannot do the job from home. Exactly. Exactly. Like I said, they they have no justification whatsoever in demanding that everyone return. Um, now, some people, if you feel like their jobs are a little more critical than other, I can even see coming up with an um, adjusted schedule. You know, maybe you come in one or two days a week or whatever the case may be. But you've had people working at home with a shirt and tie or a nice top and they got pajama bottoms or gym shorts on and they've been doing the whole Zoom thing. And like I said, if productivity hasn't dropped off, if, you know, your uh, company finances haven't gone into the red, what do you do? So at that point, it's up to the powers that be to sit down and, and have a powwow and say, OK, this is where I need innovation to step in. How can we either a do more with less as far as a physical presence, not in terms of actually cutting people, uh, but how can we do more with less and the physical office and give these people an optimal setup to work from home because they've shown us and proven that they can be productive or do we just need to completely scrap our whole method of operations and join the the rest of the world you know uh, for some it'll be a half and half thing depending on their particular industry for some you know they're like hey just stay at home you know, um, I saw the other day where a lot of Twitter comp, um, employees were going off because at first they thought they were all going to have to come back in. The CEO was like, nah, y'all can stay home. So they hadn't dropped off whatsoever. Like, I, I don't need y'all in here. We're hybrid, bro. And it's tough. 
I can tell you, it, it, you know, I can speak personally. It's tough. It, it's one of those things where, you know, I value and I definitely appreciate it. You know, I, I thank God for you, like you said, just getting being on this earth another day and then having a chance to, to, you know, have a great job. I appreciate that. But at the same token, you know, you look at it and you say, for 18 months, I was home. Yeah. So what does one or two days you see in my face in person, which now I'm going to have a mask on. I really can't talk. We, we still can't meet like we used to. We still can't conjugate yeah. and socialize like we used to. So what is the true purpose besides just being here? Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's yes and everything else just to see your face. Yeah. And for for a lot of companies, it's it's going to come down to one simple aspect of the office atmosphere. It's going to come down to you don't have a conference room big enough to allow people to safely distance. You don't have cubicles that are spaced out enough for people to distance. What do you do? You know, so they're, they're going to have to change in some capacity or either, like you said, they're going to get poached because there is a new wave of CEOs. There's a new wave of companies that are led by 21 year olds and, and 18 and 19 year olds that have started yeah, their own yeah. companies. And they're like, hey, come work here. I start you out at 75K a year. I only need to see you once a quarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like social media is a beast. You know, exactly. Like we meet on Zoom every day, and I'm gonna trust you to work your job because you're an adult. You know, uh <laughs> my fiance just said adapt or die. That's exactly what's gonna happen to a lot of companies, you know, that like I said, they're left with absolutely no option. And I think a lot of the like I said earlier, the old guard is cringing right now, trying to figure what do we do. Uh, because everything that they've known about business and about how you uh, function in a, a company, it's gone. It's it's absolutely gone. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be fascinating. This this next six to twelve months, I'm I'm very eager to see what happens as some people struggle to open back up with a full staff that are going to be resisting everything that they once knew yes it's going to be very interesting uh before we get to our first break i want to take a moment and select uh, our first winner um again ladies and gentlemen um we have a few books to give away a few gift cards to give away all you got to do is just drop it to the comments uh what city or what state that you're chiming in from not that hard about that whatsoever um i see here we have miss danny jackson said that she was chiming in from Virginia. That will be our first winner. Um, you will get a copy of the book Resilient from Ms. Savitra Wilson, How to Overcome Anything and Build a, a Million Dollar Business with or Without Capital. So congratulations to you. And also I see Ms. Deborah Williams is chiming in from Baltimore. And I will be sending out to you a copy of my book, uh, Cultivating Intentional Business Relationships Network with Purpose. So congratulations to our first two winners. <laughs> she said, thank you. You're most certainly welcome. Thank you for chiming in and participating on tonight's podcast. I will get with both of you all at the conclusion of the podcast, send you a message from our um, SIW pod SIWR podcast page. 
um, to get where you want your book sent out to. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season two, episode 22, Elevating the Culture, volume one. We're going to our first commercial break, and we will be right back. I'm ready to get the book. Welcome back. Welcome back. All right. So next, I want to hit on something that's become kind of a uh, hot topic, I'd say, over the past year or so. And it's this whole concept of cancel culture. Um, it seems like, you know, all it takes is one one false move, one false statement about anyone or anything. Uh, and social media is in an uproar about canceling people. Uh, now, first, let me start out by saying some people absolutely deserve it. They deserve to be canceled, thrown away, put in an incinerator and some more stuff. It is what it is. Uh, however, um, I want to talk about how we show each other um, more educational uh, times for educational moments, times for uh, growth and times for the opportunity to open communication as opposed to just throwing people away for the lack of knowing, not those that committed crimes or, or injustices against humanity. Uh, just talking about those that maybe spoke out of turn or said or did something a little out of pocket because I, I believe that you have two types of ignorance. There's the ignorance of not knowing and then there's the ignorance of I knew better, I just chose not to and chose to be a butt about whatever. Uh, so for those that it was more so for not knowing, how do we get to a point where we say, hey, let me pull you to the side, not going to completely throw you away, but let me show you where you could have thought about it this way or you could have said or done something differently. How can we help one another grow and elevate and stop this immediate? We just got to get rid of this person, got to get rid of this person. I'll jump in on this one. Um, I, I'm going to approach it uh, just a slightly different way in, in my answer. Like, I, we had this conversation and, you know, love wins. I'm, I'm just going to put love wins out there, right? That's a saying that I have, and it's something that I really, truly believe. We have gotten away from loving our neighbor. We've gotten away from, you know, showing love first, and love covers a multitude of sins. So no matter what mm -hmm. the person does to you, love will cover it, right? So instead of, like you said, pulling them to the side, showing them love, showing them and, and correcting them in love, that's where the council culture comes from. We're pulling them, mm -hmm. pulling them aside and saying, nope, we don't want to do anything with you anymore. This is just it. That's not the way. 
None of us, mm-hmm. you know, we've all been disciplined as children. We've all been disciplined as adults in one way or another. Like you said, consequences <laughs> are there. Yeah. But you learn through love, right? America and people in general are missing love for that next person. Somehow mm-hmm. we, we lost that. You know, back in the day, it used to take a village. It said it took a village to raise a child, right? You go back mm-hmm. further, you know, I built your house. Then you helped me build my house. Then we helped the next person build the next house. Now we don't even know who our neighbors are. We don't, we, we'll have, we don't say, hey, we don't speak. We don't wave. We don't do anything. It's me, my yeah. four, and no more. All of those factors weigh into the current generation that we have with the council culture, right? Because you have a generation, the generation that's leading the council culture is a generation that actually came from the not having the knowledge of what it meant you understand mm-hmm. what i'm saying not having the knowledge of okay we don't counsel you yes and like you said i do agree with you shannon there are some people that we just throw in the ocean and throw away the key <laughs> and don't even, don't even look them. like they bermuda triangle type people right but that's not everybody you yeah know, like you yeah. said sometimes you say things because of a learned behavior you know you think about a child Real to, a, a child doesn't grow up racist. They they weren't born racist. It's a learned behavior, right? So Facts. you weren't born you weren't born to hate the next person. It's something that you learned or something that you taught from what you what you saw or those type of things, right? So instead of just pulling the person to the side and loving them and saying, you know what, I get it. You, this is what you did wrong. Hey, I'm just letting you know. You probably shouldn't have said it that way. You probably should have said it. If, if this is what you feel, something you should just speak to yourself. You don't have yeah. to come out, you know, and say everything. And it's okay. People are entitled to feel they, the way they want to feel. That is a part of life. But you don't have to bash and, and do it to somebody else. So for me, I just think it's we're missing a lot of lack of love towards the next person. I like that. I mean, I agree. Um, <laughs> my thing is, like I said, you know, psychology, that's why I graduated. I love it, you know. Um, but we have to understand, you know, the difference between ignorance and stupidity, right? Mm-hmm. When you're stupid, you're choosing to go ahead and do something that yeah. you know is not right or you know it's not going to work out, but you're going to do it anyways. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you said, ignorance is something that, you know, you're ignorance is not knowing. So, my first go-to, and it might be because how I've been brought up or how I've, you know, um, you know, have been taught or whatever, um, you know, but my first go-to is ignorance. Maybe you don't know, okay? Because if you take it back even further, you know, a, a book, it says that, hey, you know, you shouldn't be judging pretty much. So who am I to mm-hmm. judge you? So first I'm gonna take it back to, okay, one, you're ignorant. Okay, maybe you just don't know. So, hey, you know, let me focus on Now, if you're choosing to do it, that's the stupidity. I can't fix stupid. Okay? Yeah. That's just, it is what it is. Okay? So, um, you know, when, when, when you know, I, I think about the, the cancel culture, it's like, okay, let's not go ahead and throw stones at a glass house. Yeah. Because when you are saying these things, there's, um, some uh, uh, Amina saw last night on Facebook very, very, very poignant about Simone Biles and you know about you know oh she's talking about using you know it's a, it's a, a mental health is you know whatever you feel about it and they're like 
it, it was very it was very pointly point out uh, very pointly <laughs> um um said hey she might not see you know your tweet but guess who is mm-hmm. your friends the people that you are around with every day yeah so watch what you say type thing so um you know we're talking about cancel culture and stuff you know that to me it, it sparks where's that disconnect of who are you to judge uh, so mm-hmm. that's that's just me that's 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 my stance on it I, I just when i hear that i'm like oh do we forget what we did last week yeah. <laughs> you know did, did you forget what you did three hours ago okay let's bring that back <laughs> so that that's my stance on it <laughs> And I, I like the example you gave about Simone. I think what just happened with her and the backlash of it, I think it showed the duality of the two Americas that we live in. Um, case in point, Andrew Luck used to be quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. You got a man that had a ridiculous contract, all kind of endorsements, you know, was one of the quote unquote, great quarterbacks. Um, and he completely gave it all up, said, I, I need to address my mental health. The game isn't fun anymore. You know, I have this, this and this going on in my head. I need to step away. And he was like the poster child for mental health. Like, oh, we applaud you. We're here with open arms whenever you come back. Mental health is so important. We got to jump on top of it. More people in their 20s need to be addressing it, yada, yada, yada. You have this young lady here and Simone that didn't give her whole career up. She just stepped away for a week, (laughs) you know, and was like, you know, I have some things going on. I need to get my mental health straight. And the backlash, you would have thought she sold FBI secrets to Russia or something like. Hello. People just straight crucified this young lady. And I'm like, what in the entire hell is going on here? Uh, and again, like I said, I think it showed the duality of the two different Americas that we live in. It showed um, a lot, bro. A lot. You know, you, you, you yeah. said duality. Yeah, like people, a, a lot of people choose not to see it. However, it, you can't help it. We live in two different Americas. There's one set of rules for people that look like us. And then there's another set of rules and allowances for people that don't look like us. And, you know, this particular case with both of those athletes, they did the same exact thing, one on a much smaller scale than the other one, but yet she was put on a cross and crucified by half of the whole world while he was uplifted and given even more endorsements. <laughs> for for the same thing you stepped away for. And I, I think it is so hard uh, for a lot of people to accept that we play by two different sets of rules, um, you know, and a lot of us are playing a game that wasn't set up for us to win, you know, to, to be quite honest. And one thing that I, I often ask people is how do you teach you know, whether you have kids or nieces and nephews or whether you mentor the youth, like how do you teach that next generation how to step into a game that's already rigged, but more importantly, a game that has two sets of rules? How do you teach them how to maneuver through life, you know, it, with two different Americas, but yet stay positive and stay striving and stay grinding? I, I think, bro, you, you 
it's a, it's a very touchy subject because really it boils down to race. And mm -hmm. there's no there's no doubt about it, right? So, you know, when you talk about you hit on Andrew Luck, you know, for me being a former coach and football guy, especially, you know, you look at it, he is the face of the NFL at that point. Like he mm -hmm. is he is the poster child. And you're right. There was, you know, it was a shock, but there was no backlash. It was Okay, you go for it. You you take care of what you need to take care of. And guess what? If you want to come back, we're gonna welcome you with open arms, right? Whereas yeah. you know, this is something that we've seen systematically in sports specifically from history, right? You know, you you take it back to just the basic position. Uh uh honestly, an African American quarterback has to do 15 times, 15 times better than his counterpart to get the same recognition. Yep. You know, you look at look at baseball. I mean, look at look at where the recognition goes in a lot of these different sports. It's changing, but it has not changed to the level of where it should be. You know, you look at college sports. African Americans are the majority of your superstars on college football teams, right? And, mm -hmm. and coaching and everything else. But you look at those head coaches, you look at those executives, they don't look like us, right? Yeah. And and so, you know, one of the things I used to teach uh, my, the, 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 the kids that I coached for a long period of time was, I just want you to be the best man that you can be. There's 3,600 and some odd number of players, I think, that are in the NFL, right? There's only like 1,200 and something in the NBA. It's about... Mm -hmm. 15 million kids that play sports. So the chances of you making it to that level are very slim, but always give your best and always just be the best person and the best man you can be. You know, fortunately, we were able to have some kids to go to the NFL, but at the same time, what makes me more happy is they're out. They're out of the mm -hmm. neighborhood. They're out of the city. They've got a chance to live life. They've got a chance to experience things and do different things. And just seeing them that's that's what gives you the reward. That's all you can really push in today's time us to do and know that you don't play by the same rules, but understand you just do you do your part. Right. And don't worry about what anybody else is going to do because you can't control it. You can't control what a person thinks. You can't control what a person does. And if you give somebody that ability to, to that, they can control you. You never reach your potential because they know how to press your buttons. So yeah. you just become the best person that you need to be. Um, I'll piggyback off of that. Um, you know, not even from a coaching standpoint, but from, you know, um, children, you know, my son being so young, um, he's five now. But I have always, you know, first of all, since they're being able to talk, affirmations are everything. What are you affirming? You know, mm -hmm. so not having someone else go ahead and justify who you are, you know, or have someone else, you know, say who you are. You know, I, I, I make it a point that he might not understand all of what's going on. Even my, my, my daughter, she just turned three, you know, but they have their affirmations. So, you know, no matter what it is that you are going through, because you're going to go through some things, even at five, you know, little boys, you know, coming, you know, class. Well, so and so don't want to be my friend today, and so and so, you know, <laughs> and you know, it's like you know, all kids go through it, but you know, we yeah. we know uh, how to maneuver through that. But they're still learning; they're still they're young. Um, but what I want to say about that is, 
who you are as a core is who you're, you know, how you're being brought up. That's what you have to um, fall back on. So, you know, when it boils down to race, you know, and being able to go ahead and take yourself out of that situation, because there's some, you know, there's some situations that I've, you know, been in unfavorable, you know, and and definitely not as many probably situations as you, you know, especially being men, you know, um, have been, but your mindset is everything. And if mm-hmm. I could protect my son's mindset, if I could take my daughter's mindset, that's, that right there means everything to me because I'm not gonna have someone else because the color of your skin, think of you a certain way. Like you can't control what they think, but you can control how you act and how you you know react to it. You know, so from, from you know, just having kids that young and wherever we go, whatever we do, I mean, of course people, you know, look at us funny because they're not quite sure what we are. <laughs> like, I, you know, cause I, I'm mixed, you know, I, I'm, I'm like, am I white oh. and I'm white, but people look at me all the time like, and I had this discussion with someone earlier, you know, especially your know, people, Caucasian persuasion, you know, they like, what is she? You know, so, but, and, and my kids are going to be getting the same looks, you know, but how they react to it and how they, in particular, the mindset is everything to me. So when it comes to the duality of when it boils down to race, you know, even, uh, any child that comes across in his mind, it just that's just how I am. <laughs> mm. So I'm like, hey, you know, just because someone's acting like this doesn't mean you act like this. Just because, yeah. you know, so and so, and we know there's certain, you know, racial norms for for certain races. You know, just because they're acting like that or because they say that doesn't mean that you act like that or you say you say those things. So, mm. um, you know, from a child's mindset, um, you know, I make sure that I instead we have to do everything we can as parents and as mentors, as, you know, whoever you're coming across, we have to make sure that we protect that mindset, mindset of everything. Uh, On the flip side of that, Amber, I want to ask you, being in the finance space, um, we see stories all the time about how uh, banks give different, you know, lending rates to African-American couples or Latino couples versus Caucasian couples or how there have been, um, injustices in the mortgage, you know, space where a couple, you know, their houses is appraised at, you know, two, three hundred thousand dollars cheaper, you know, because it was an African American couple or because all of the neighbors around them may have been. Uh, so, how do you prepare your clients um, in the finance space for learning um, how to counter that? And then also teach them the gaps that the banks and the lending companies and financial institutions aren't going to tell them um, so that they can better equip themselves. Right. So my thing is, um, one, you know, it, it kind of depends on the environment where they are, because sometimes um, that makes a difference. But two, understand that that is a thing. A mm-hmm. lot of people get thrown off when they're like, whoa, wait a minute. So it's just because, you know, you, you know, I'm African-American or because I'm, you know, of color or, you know, a certain culture. They treat me as, yes, just like every other, you know, institution or, or, or you know, person. So one, making them aware of that. But two, finding them a match with someone um, that is to their best. Um benefit to their, you know what I mean? 
to make sure that they are looking out for them. A lot of times we get stuck and think that, oh, well, this is the person I found and I have to stick with them. No, it's not. If they don't have your best interest at heart, cut those mm -hmm. ties. You know, if you are working with a loan officer, I don't care if you're halfway through it and you're just, it's, 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 it's off. That's, that's your money. Pull it. You know, yeah. find someone that is going to have your best interest at heart. Don't have someone that you're, you know, everything's going great. And then all of a sudden when it times to have the money come to the table, oh, well, by the way, mm -hmm. no, don't ignore those red flags. You know, so that's, when I'm, when I'm sitting down, when I'm talking to people, I make sure that one, they are aware of it, but two, because it can happen, but two, make sure they're with someone that makes them feel comfortable, that makes them make sure they have the best interest at heart. Um, that's that's what I would say. Yeah, because like I, I know when the story came out with um, the lady that was like, we had all of our things up and our pictures up and the company came through and appraised our house at such and such below market value. So we took all of our family pictures down. We put up pictures of a bunch of Caucasian families and I had a friend come here and had the same company come and reappraise the house and they gave them a completely different appraisal. You know, it was it was interesting how many people are like, oh, that has to be a fake story. That doesn't happen. And she was like, yeah, the two the two papers like I'm telling you, this is what they gave me and my husband. And then this is what they gave my friend and her husband. And it's like, no, people, this this really happens. Like, yes. I, I need you to be aware of this. Um, it, it happens, like I said, when it comes to loans, it happens when it comes to credit. It happens when it comes to mortgages, mm -hmm. even when it comes to buying a car, um, you know, and it's it's one of those things where I need people to learn the things that come to the forefront when stories like this happen because not knowing that you don't know something can hurt you. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> you yes. <know. laughs> that you know the age old saying, you know, what you don't know. No, I promise you what you don't know could possibly kill you. All right. Yeah. So let's get that out of our heads. But yes, it, it happens and you need to know um you need to have someone one your name matters, you know, so people look at the name and then, of course, when they're coming in, look at the pictures and stuff, they're like, get a second look. So you have to understand that one, it happens, but two, you need to have someone that's going to fight for you and make sure that they're there for you and have your best interest at heart, whether it be credit, whether it be a loan officer, whether it be, you know, real estate agent, it doesn't matter. Whatever, anyone in the finance field, you got to make sure that, you know, they're fighting for you and not for, you know, the, the company or for, you know, the, the dollar that's in your pocket. Most definitely. Uh, before we go to our second break, I want to pick another winner. Um, I see we have Latoya Jackson uh, chimed in, so she's joining us from Dinwiddie, Virginia. Uh, Latoya Jackson, you are the winner of our Amazon gift card, so congratulations to you. Um, again, uh, we'll be reaching out to you from our SIWR podcast page uh, at the conclusion of tonight's episode so we can get that over to you. So congratulations. Um, and ladies and gentlemen, this brings us to our last break. We'll be right back. And this commercial break is brought to you by Breakthrough Kings.
All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season two, episode 22, Uplifting the Culture, volume one. I'm joined here this evening with Miss Amber Morgan and Mr. Marvin Ricks. All right. So as we start to wrap up, I want to ask you all, um, it's, it's always a hot topic on social media, uh, relationships and um, you know, how men communicate with women, how women communicate with men. Um, and I, I think a lot of it um, comes down to basic communication and respect. Um, you know, as Marvin alluded to earlier, people showing more compassion and showing love and a lot of things instead of um, being fire, emotion led by everything. Um, what are some things that you feel we can do as a culture to help support um, one another and uplift, you know, each other. Um, so Amber, I ask you, what are some things that you feel uh, that us guys need to do more to support you all? And then uh, Marvin, I ask you for your take on some things that, um, you know, ladies can do to help uh, support and uplift us. Sure, so um, one of the things that I would definitely say is even for females, um, understand that one everyone is different so their communication is the communication is different communication styles are different body language you know and and love language is definitely different so one understand that but two communication <laughs> is key um it's said that as far as communication men have a toolbox. The only thing in it is a hammer. <laughs> okay. I read, that, I read it that one time. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> so, you know, working with, you know, someone else, you know, of, you know, the opposite sex, just understand that it might, not, they might not mean it like it will, like it, it might, not, it just might be a, you know, you say communication barrier, like between languages, but um, you know, just a communication period, you know, actually communicating and talking, um, I would say helps. <laughs> and I know mm. that females have a, a stigma to them. Like they, they talk, 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 talk. Um, but also with females, if we could just listen a little bit more, not hear, but listen when men are communicating, I think that would help a lot. So I know I kind of went both ways there, uh, but I, I think that it takes, you know, um, it's, it's a give and take, you know, it takes two tangle type thing. So as far as communication goes, you know, just making sure that we listen a little bit more and not mm -hmm. hear, you know, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. I, I love your answers, Amber. I love that. Right. Um, I, I'll start off when I say this, you know, men, one thing that we have to realize, and I give women all the credit in the world because women are spaghetti. So y'all can do a thousand things at one time. Like spaghetti just free flows, right? Men, we're waffles. We got compartments. And it, we can't move from one compartment until to another compartment until we finish in that one compartment, right? Let's let's just be It's that's true. It's true. This is literally how like your brain is set up. That's it. So once we're able to realize that, then we understand that it's not that it's not done intentional. It's just how we're wired. It's how we're built. It's, it's the differences between us. And I, I think, you know, kind of I'm kind of going to do like you did. I'll cross both borders. I think men, the first thing we have to do is invest in learning how to become a man. You, you don't you don't wake up as a man. 
just because that's your that's your your you know your genitalia or whatever it tells that says you're a man that you're not a man you have to invest mm-hmm. years into yourself to learn what it means to talk like a man to act like a man to walk like a man to be a man to 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 do all of those things that a man really does and i think that on that same level you know only at that point do you know how to treat a woman like a woman wants to be treated you have to understand a woman wants love man wants respect but you mm-hmm. can't give her love if you don't even know what love looks like right mm-hmm. she's not going to respect you and she's not going to open up the deep to you you'll never get the complete inside of that woman until you actually can tap into her but you will never be able to tap into her as a man if you don't invest in yourself so i think as far as and you know if you look on the flip side and you say for the woman I think a lot of men are afraid to be vulnerable, but men love affirmations too. Men want to hear how great they are, how wonderful they are. It's that's a it's the male ego thing, right? You, mm-hmm. They definitely want to hear that. It's not you know okay, well we're both together now. I don't have to say that to him anymore. The same effort that you put to get the person, whether it's male or female, you have to keep that same effort up. You have to keep the dating up. You have to keep the, the intensity up. You can't let that drop. Because the moment mm-hmm. you let drop is where that, that's where the void starts to come, right? So I think when you, you look at that, it's about both parties seeing it from seeing each other the same way they saw them the first time they looked at them every single day. I like that. I like that. Ladies and gentlemen, look out for the spaghetti and waffle speaking tour coming soon about Marvin Ricks. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, you need to trademark that. So that that was absolutely like, yeah, that was so spot on. <laughs> oh man. And in, in terms of supporting each other, um, I saw we had a, a comment uh from Danny Jackson says support black owned businesses and encourage each other more. Um, I'll speak, um, as everybody knows, business and entrepreneurship is, is my bag. Um, for those that are entrepreneurs out here, I'm going to say what a lot of people are afraid to say. Um, people are not going to support your business just because it's black owned. Just because you have a black owned business does not mean you get to skim on a quality product. It does not mean you get to skim on quality service. And it does not mean you get to skim on customer service. You have a lot of people that want to support black owned businesses that want to invest in black owned businesses that want to help you expand your black owned business. However, you have to treat your business like a business and not treat your business like a hobby. And I need more entrepreneurs, business owners, CEOs, whatever, to understand that principle. you know, we, we get upset and say, oh, nobody's supporting my business. Nobody's doing this, this and this. However, when I go to your business or I go through certain analytic services to look you up, you have one star ratings. You have customer service issues. You tell people they're getting their shirts in seven to 10 days. They got it in seven to 10 months. <laughs> Stuff like that matters. <laughs> like I'm so serious. Things like that matter. You know, there are so many initiatives uh, to help you develop your business. There are so many coaches, consultants, you know, finance gurus. You have all kind of people that can help you with every aspect of your business. 
it's a lot harder than just creating a Facebook page and saying, I own a business. I need you to really sit down, take the time to learn how to truly become a business owner and not just say, I'm a CEO. Everybody wants to put that T-shirt on, but nobody wants to wear that hat. There's a huge difference. You know, um, we want to support black owned businesses. We want to see you thrive. We want to see you flourish, but we need you to step up as well. There are some that are out here doing it, doing an exemplary job. But there are a lot of us that's out here running it like a swap meet as well. We got to do better. We got to do better. If you want your friends and family to support you, I need you to show them the business side of you and not the brother, sister, cousin side of you. On the flip side of that, in terms of supporting these businesses, I need us to stop asking for discounts and hookups and promo codes for everything. Um, if you say you want to see black owned businesses and, you know, uh, minority businesses and LGBTQ businesses flourish to be able to compete with corporate America, I need you to invest in them and shop with them the same way you do Polo, the same way you do Balenciaga, the same way you do Jordan, the same way you do, you know, whoever the case is, Al Armani or whatever. Nobody goes in Nordstrom and ask for a manager and say, hey, can I get a hookup today? <laughs> what discounts do you have today? It, it doesn't happen like that, you know? So it's, it's two sides to this coin when it comes to small businesses, when it comes to minority-owned businesses. Customers, I need you to treat them the same, but business owners, you got to show them the business. You know, uh, Mark Cuban says it all the time. You can either be an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur. And I, I love it. There's a lot of people that are actual entrepreneurs and people see that. And that's why they treat your business as such. You got a half done website. You're getting people their products late. You're not communicating with people through text or through emails or whatever the case may be. They got to track you down and file disputes with PayPal to get their money back because it's six months later and they still haven't gotten their stuff. We got to do better. We got to do better. Uh, this has been an absolutely great episode. Um, I can't thank both of you all enough for coming through. I want to thank everybody that's been chiming in in the comments and joining the conversation. Uh, congratulations again to all of our winners. Uh, I want to thank everybody that's helped this uh, Facebook community grow right now. We're over 3,500. Let's keep it going. Uh, before we get out of here, I want uh, each of you to, you know, let people know what's next for you in 2021 and where they can find you on social media. Sure, I guess I'll go ahead and go and <laughs> take the lead. Um, so first and foremost, I just want to say thank you. I really appreciate you having me on, thinking of me, um, you know, because you know you don't have anybody um, in front of, you know, your people. So I just, you know, wanted to thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so that's first and foremost. Um, where people mm -hmm. can find me is Amber Morgan Everything. So ambermorganassociates.com is where they can find my website, ambermorganassociates.com. Um, they can find me on Facebook, Amber Morgan and Associates, <laughs> or IG, Amber Morgan Associates. <laughs> Same thing with that, Amber Morgan and Associates. Nice. Um, so I, I keep things simple. You know, if you have any questions, definitely they can contact me um, and shoot me a DM. I'm an open book. Um, you know, I'm just very honest. So again, thank you. I enjoyed shows. 
definitely nice meeting with you, Marvin. <laughs> definitely. Thanks, Amber. I definitely appreciate that. And I echo that. And Shannon, I just want to say, you know, from somebody that we, we've had 20 some years of history together <laughs> uh, from childhood, basically, to now. Yeah. And, you know, I appreciate you thinking of me as well, you know, coming on the show. Anytime you need me, I'll definitely be here for you. Um, for me, you can find me just right up under myself, Marvin Ricks, right on Facebook and uh, on IG. It's mrick 16 And, you know, right now, just really focused on this. This The next level is, is, is in a career. Um, and also, you know, my chop station and what I do with my chop station is now I just kind of drop random nuggets. It's, um, you can find that on, look up chop station on uh, face, uh, YouTube as well. And I also have a podcast that's out there called Chop Station on Breaker, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. It's there. And I kind of function on a different schedule, man. Um, I just, when honestly, when the Lord leads me to drop something, that's kind of when I drop it because I know when it's right on time. And I kind of drop okay. random nuggets based on whether it's a relationship nugget, whether it's a base, you know, a real life nugget. Uh, most of the times I'll drop pictures here and there. My, my biggest thing right now is spreading love, showing that love wins. And like I said, that's kind of what I see about everything we do. Love wins. Live, love, laugh. So, again, I appreciate it. You know, great audience, great questions, great time. It was awesome. That's what's up. Um, like I said, I, I greatly appreciate both of you uh, joining in. This was a dope episode. Feel like we covered a lot of great topics, you know, and helping push the culture forward. Um, we're at this part of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Every week, you know, I leave you with a mind shift moment. And this week's mind shift moment says perseverance is the hard work you put in after you're tired and beat up from the hard work you just put in. Uh, once again, perseverance is the hard work you put in after you're tired and beat up from the hard work you just put in. Uh, perseverance is, is an essential building block to be successful in any facet of life. School, relationships, work, entrepreneurship, doesn't matter. You have to learn to work through, work around, press on in spite of, and keep grinding regardless of what adversities life throws your way. There are no rewards in life without some type of work and sacrifice being paid. When you're ready to quit, remember why you first started. And above all else, Remember, the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. And that is this week's Mind Shift Moment. Once again, I'm your host, Shannon Smith. And this has been another episode of the Successes Within Reach podcast, where we remind you that you were not designed to be good. You were designed to be great. You can catch us here every week at www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. Uh, Thursdays at 8 o'clock. You can also catch us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, uh, also now iHeartRadio and all major podcast platforms. And with that, I say be safe, be blessed, and I will see you next week. Thank you.